What is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Social Skills for Dummies. Um, this is the host of the podcast, Dallas. Um, I'm excited to talk to y'all again today. Um, it's day eight. You know, what I want to talk to you about today is, you know, I want to cover a little more into, you know, the arc of the last few episodes. One of the things we've been talking about in the last few episodes is that you have to sharpen yourself before you apply yourself um i started the last episode or the one before that maybe with the quote from like i think it's abraham lincoln if i'm going to chop down a tree i spend three hours sharpening the axe and i use that you know that analogy to suppose uh you know i aligned it with a lot of the things i've done in the past you know um my ultimate goal in life you know, uh, as a young man, was to create a beautiful album, or is to create a beautiful album, is to create music that I love and enjoy. Um, but the last six years of my life has been around everything but actually the creation of music, everything but the writing of music, everything but, you know, um, the actual production of what it is that I want to produce. Um, and so, the last year I've been you know, wearing a thousand different hats, you know what I mean? A funnel builder, you know, a marketer, a podcaster, um, media personality, you know, just posting con- a content producer, whatever you want to call it. You know, I've been doing, a, you know, an ebook writer, a thousand and one different things, a phone salesman, like, I've been wearing all these different hats. And in that episode, I spoke a lot about how wearing all these different hats, you know, provided the legs for the moment that I'm coming upon, you know, the legs for the music and the movement that will actually, you know, come from it, you know, I'm working on a new podcast around the music and a launch uh, to get the music out into the world, as well as, you know, I'm working on building a band and all these different things, and one of the things I said in ep- at that episode was that all these skill sets that I learned from wearing all these different hats in the past actually apply and supplement what it is that I want to do now. You know, um, to way the way you run, you know, your yourself as an artist is you run yourself as a business, and learning to create business while it seems like it had, you know, no impact on what it is I want to do. Like, it all comes together at the end of the day. Like, it all supplements the end goal and supplements the end vision. And so, in that episode, you know, I said you need, um, you 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 have all these uh, goal goals that you want to hit in life. It may feel like you're just spinning your tires and you're not progressing towards the goals that you have in, your, have in life. I'm really sniffly today. But, you know, one of the most important things is that, to, you know, to remember is that you don't know how it all adds up. You don't know how it all totals. You don't know the sum of inspirations that you'll gather from these endeavors and how they'll impact ultimately what you go on to do. A lot of times you might not even know what you will go on to do. You, you assume it's this or that, this or that, 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 but time changes things. You know, I always say to myself, think about all the things that you didn't, like the epiphanies you had this year, like the crucial ones. It's like, oh, I never thought of that. Oh, like, like life altering epiphanies and realizations. You know, you spent 25 years of your life, if you're 25 or 24 or 23, whatever amount of years of your life, not knowing those things. And so your compass was inadequate you know it was inaccurate the entire time and you couldn't move forward because of it now imagine how many more of those moments you'll have over the next 20 years over the next 10 years over the next five years or five months 
you know, you don't have the complete picture. But all of it kind of aligns and go together in a way. Fate, fate is, uh, fate is funny in that way. You know what I mean? Like uh, Kendrick Lamar said, man, life is one funny motherfucker. True comedian, you gotta love it. You gotta trust it. I might be bugging. Infant mercies and no sleep. Introverted by my thoughts. Children listen, it gets deep. You know, um, the important part of that is like, um, life is one funny motherfucker. You know, you never know how it twists and turns. Uh, just funny enough that everything I've learned actually gives me an advantage in what it is, what it is I'm going to do. But, you know, um, I wanted to introduce in this episode, you know, an idea around that that almost seems paradoxical at first glance or first listen. And not, the idea is this. A lot of the things that, you know, uh, I went on to do instead of doing music, you know, I felt I did them... I did them in a way because I felt like I wasn't really in a place to make music. I felt like I had to have qualifications to do music. I had to have resources to do music. Which is true. You do have to have resources to do music. I'm setting this up all wrong. Let me take a step, a couple steps back. Um, one of the things that I want to say about that is, you know, it's easy to fall into distractions. You know, my story is the best example. But it's easy because I had a sound reasoning for why I did what I did. But I want to say it's easy to fall into distractions uh, to kind of busy your mind with things in order to delay, you know, uh, branching out in the way you're supposed to branch out. So you have a dream, you have a goal, you have a mission that you want to go on. You have this purpose in life that you want to go on. Um, but you don't actually pursue that idea. You don't actually pursue that purpose. Instead, you do a bunch of things, a lot of busy work that doesn't actually contribute to the whole picture. And a lot of us, I think, we don't recognize our productivity in life as busy work or as distraction, which in part my, like a lot of the things I did, the extent in which I did them was busy work, you know, was, uh, and I learned a lot the more I did it. But, you know, at some point in time, you have what they call like uh, a learning, you're stuck in a learning loop. You learn and you learn and you learn and you learn because you don't actually want to implement what it is that you're learning. You actually don't believe in the process. You actually, you know, you feel like you never feel ready. You know, and so we learn or we fiddle or we toil because we feel like, okay, leading up to an experiment, I have to be my best self. I have to be prepared. It goes back to a lot of what I teach in the podcast. I think in order to best push energy out and create things in the way that you think are, you know, the way that you really see them fit. In the way you see fit, um, a lot of it is about being the right person. It's about being the person that is, it's, it's about sharpening, sharpening your acts is a metaphor for sharpening your being. It's being mentally, spiritually, physically a stronger person that can actually pull off what it is that you're going to do. You know, a lot of what we produce in the world comes from the energy inside of us. You know, and the energy inside of us comes from influences all around us as well as purely what's inside of us. I talked a lot about in the podcast yesterday about how, you know, another Kendrick Lamar line, it's hard to channel your, channel your energy if you know you're crooked. It's hard to channel and receive energy when you have all this trauma blocking it underneath. And that's why it's hard to commune with people. So it's hard to build relationships because your energy is coming out at like 10%. What people fear from you is fear from you is low energy. They see it in your eyes. You're scared. You're nervous. You're meek. You're timid. Those are bad and low negative energies. But that's all you can produce because there's so much inside of you stopping, from your, your, stopping your real life from shining through. 
Um, and so it may feel like a lot of the times, like, okay, I'm this person. I, I, I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the skills. I'm not sharp enough. You know, I'm not a big enough personality. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough time. It may feel like all these things are, I'm not the person that's capable of pulling this off. I'm not the person who deserves the result of this. It may feel like that a lot of times. And, you know, it's paradoxical because you do have to sharpen sharpen your being in order to be the person that can create something beautiful. You know, and a lot of it that you'll create will be crude. A lot of it you create will not be beautiful if you haven't sharpened your being yet. If you want to chop down a tree, is what I said in the last episode, you take three hours sharpening the axe and then two hours or an hour actually cutting down a tree if you only have four or five hours. And what I did want to say about that is this. Don't confuse the three, four hours sharpening your axe as three or four hours with busy work three or four hours deliberating three hours three or four hours working out or, or or meditating or completely in preparation the way i view it is this you want to spend four hours chopping down a tree uh four hours sharpening in an axe in a single hour chopping down a tree but a lot of the times in life you know it just happens so that you're not going to sit on the edge of a rock like a gargoyle or a thinker and sharpen your axe. Like a lot of people think, I think I think they forget that sharpening your axe is is doing something. You know, sharpening your axe is motion. Sharpening your axe is action. Sharpening your axe a lot of times is doing the thing that you actually do. It's trying and failing over and over and over again. You know, I've gotten to a process recently where I'm just, you know, recently this year where I was just like, okay, I want to create this business again. Okay, I want to create this music. And so I would just sit there and, you know, I would meditate every day. And I would work out. And I would work with my health. I would try to get my mind to the clearest state before I begun. And that, for me, was my definition of sharpening the axe. But I realized, you know, just the way you get caught in learning loops, you know, that's part of it. You can, you can meditate. You can work out. You can read and research the subject infinitely over and over and over again until you completely get it right. You cannot make your course. You cannot do this, that, you know, because you want to get it right. You cannot in the vein of social secrets approach that girl until you get it right until you're the right person until you're this that and the third but the truth of the matter is like that's not sharpening the axe that's far from the truth sharpening the axe is best demonstrated in the sports world I think than any other world in order to chop down the tree the tree is the championship in like UFC or like for me I was a wrestler it's the state title in order to chop down that tree the four hours you spend sharpening the axe, yes, it does incorporate places where you meditate, places where you work out, places where you, you know, you read and learn and watch video and techniques. But most of sharpening the axe is the action of actual competition. Is the you can't get better in wrestling for whatever reason, even if you practice, 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 practice without competing. Competing is just like it saves the data. When you try it and do the competition, they say that's when you own a move. You have to go to the practice room. You have to hit a million reps. And then you have to go and hit a million reps in a, mi- re- in a million amateur fights. And then in a million pro fights. Or pro wrestling matches. Not real pro wrestling matches. But senior league wrestling matches. And and then you have to perform those same moves in county tournaments and region tournaments. And then you can chop down a tree in the state tournament. But sharpening the axe four or five hours 
you know, four hours to in that fifth hour chopped down the tree. It wasn't about sitting there and getting yourself mentally prepared and reading and learning. A lot of sharpening the axe in this life is practice. You know, it's 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 practice of what you it's actually doing your thing. It's actually learning it, you know, because when you go in and you enact the process of whatever it is that you want to do, uh, when you're sharpening your axe, you know, there will be in you uh, a crudeness. There will be in you a lack of finesse. There will be in you a lack of ability to align and actually have your mind agree with it with what it is that you're doing. Like you'll start business and, you know, you'll be nervous and shy to produce, like I say, a podcast episode or talk on a podcast you know, uh, there's a disagreement within your soul or within your body and with the thing that you must do. And so you'll try to find ways around it, but you'll fail and you'll fail and you'll fail and fail. You'll get miserable and depressed and things like that. You know, there'll be something in you that disagrees with being on camera or you won't be able to speak very well. You know, if you make music, you won't know the chords. You won't know how to play or you'll play or you'll sing, but it won't be with confidence. And it's only with time doing that thing that those things kind of go away. You can't really meditate your way out of that. You can't really work your way out of that. Like work out your way out of that. Like you can't really skirt around that unless you're actually engaging in the process. Is the point that I'm trying to communicate. Um, a lot of the impurities will be boiled out through the actual process itself. And I f they say business is the largest self-help journey. You know, it's because actually be trying to build the business, actually trying to approach the person, actually approaching people and winning and having successes is the only way. Is the only way that, like, through the process is the only way you become the person that's actually prepared. Is you become the person that's actually sharp. You become the person that's actually strong enough. You actually get to act sharp enough to chop down the tree. You know, it's not about sitting back and meditating and doing everything under the sun. Those things are things that you do along the way. But, I, you know, those things are, you know, I did a lot this year, you know, to get my mind in a clear spot, clear space, you know, to, to, to get closer to my goal, to get closer to the person that I want to be. But being and getting closer to the being that you want to be uh, in a majority is about performing the act as someone who is not that person yet. And so action you have to act. You can't let the moment slip by. You can't sit back and analyze. You know, you have to go and get your hands dirty until you're strong enough to 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 um, finally break through the wall. Until you're strong enough to finally perform in a championship match. And so, for practical terms, for social skills, the way that is, is like, you have to clear your mind you have to clear your head you know you have to have the proper environment in your head and inside of you of course to actually produce um enough energy to where people receive it or beautiful enough energy to where people receive it and they're enamored by it but a lot of the process oh, oh what not a lot of the process a part of the process for that is there's the work that you do in solo you you're inside you're eating right. You're meditating. You're you're burning the impurities. Like you're burning out all the trauma underneath the surface, stopping you from doing that in the first place. But one of the assistance to that process is exposure. You know, one of the things Owen Cook always says is that you have to go out every night. I don't know if you have to go out every night. You know, I don't. I didn't go out every night. It's not how it necessarily worked for me. I'm not as great as him socially. You know, that's just the truth. I might not be a 
a percentage of the of how great he is socially. You know, um, you know that that's also his profession. That's also his job. Um, I aspire to someday be like that, but I'm not because I haven't had the amount of hours and exposure that he has had to the game. It actually it, it influences, but I would say like I'm still in the top five one percentile you know in in terms of that in terms of a social skill you know i would say that um and a lot of it is from just uh getting the parody it's out on the on the surface getting a lot of sh- i'm a little distracted <laughs> so i'm sorry get a, get a lot of the, uh the trauma that was blocking me from being who i wasn't out of the way that was blocking me from being who i was in the first place but a part of that process i'm saying you learn in this life and you become that person uh, through trial and error, through exposure, through interaction after interaction after interaction after interaction, and this is, and that, it, you know, the great thing is that's the fun part. That's not that's not as terrible as people think. It's not as scary as people think. But that's the fun part. I implore you this week: get up and go out, go out with your friends, go see a movie, go go get a dinner, go and go to the club and 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 and, and go like ha- have fun enjoy your time with people you know that we've been so buried by like our trauma we've been so buried by the way the world we're so traumatized by the world itself that most people can't emit enough energy to interact and leave in the small ways you know and so they'll see somebody in the elevator i say i'll say good morning and they'll kind of freeze up i say hey, how you doing and they'll mumble something you know, you wave to a stranger and they, they really don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond. They just walk past. You know, we've been so poisoned that communion is an adverse thing in our mind. When really, it's the most beautiful thing and the only thing we have. And so you have to go. It's, it's, your, it's your utmost objective to unwire that part of your brain. You know, society is becoming less and less a community, less and less of a village, and more just like us as individuals. To the point where people were so in their own world, if you plug plucked them out of the world and put them in an AI machine where everybody was NPCs and everybody was fake in actuality, they probably wouldn't mind because at least they wouldn't have to be bothered by quote unquote dumb people in society or the idiots or whatever whatever the hell else. You know, the lack of social skills in the world is, is a pandemic. I don't know like if that's the correct word, but it's, it's epidemic, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a very bad thing. It's the thing that's accelerating of time and the thing that we have to fight to reverse because immunity in each other uh, as one is all we have. Um, I'm going off the rails a little bit in this episode, but you know the point I'm bringing is you know that's the fun part. Go and have a fun. Go and have party. Imagine every time you think not to, when you're 80, when you're 90, when you're 75, and you can't. You know you're not like the kids out out there today. You don't relate to them. You know people look at you weird because you're in a bar having a drink. And that's not something that old motherfuckers do. You know, um, think of those days. Excuse my language, by the way, but think of those days where you can't dance anymore because you're confined to a wheelchair or a bed. And you're looking at a white ceiling, and that's the end of your life. And you never got the dance. You never got the kiss. You never got the, the good long night, you know, out laughing and celebrating to morning how life is supposed to be. So that's the fun part. But you have to go get exposure. You have to expose yourself to people. Even if it's something as simple like me, I work at a casino. I'm exposed to hundreds of people every day just because I work around them. You know, something simple like that suffices. Go to college. Uh, I dropped out of college. 
but go to college to socialize, you know, not to necessarily, you know, learn and get a degree and all these crazy things. Go meet people, go where people are, is my point. You know, get a job where there's a lot of people that work there and talk to them. Make coworkers, make friends, that counts. Uh, anyways, you know, July 21st, if I haven't said it to you already, we have the program 10 Keys to Social Transformation. Uh, best social program maybe ever I think one of the only social programs is actually like in like a course format you know most social programs it's like a live boot camp I never wanted to do live boot camps because like it's kind of awkward like I don't want to like that's kind of like kind of weird like kind of want to learn at home like that's just me my bias my own little anxiety or whatever but you know uh, I think it's the first one that's like a, like a course or a program not just a course or program but you know, it's something that is like solo work. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about it. Um, you can actually learn and implement these things from a computer and feel like a different person. Um, because it teaches you not how to improve on a social skill level. Your social skills are already there. Everybody has social skills. But how to actually use those social skills. You know, you think of, oh, I'm going to say this and say this in your head. And then something just freezes you up. If you set those things and you really set those things with some swag, they would hit. But you couldn't even get to saying those things. And it's because all this trauma underneath the surface told you not to. It's how you get that thing out of the way. And so there's no resistance or friction to actually being that smooth, suave person, that charming person that you actually are. And then it'll help you embellish your social skills because that different person actually knows how to do it a little better than you do. This course, you know, this program is 10, key, 10 Keys to Social Mastery. Um, it's, it's nothing like it. It's nothing like it in the world. It's nothing like it. July 21st. It'll be open to somewhere between, uh, you know, I'm still not solidified. I want to say 25 people right now. That's what I want to say. I want to say 25 people. It'll be open to 25 people for 72 hours, okay? So July 21st, it'll be open for 72 hours, and then we're closing the program up. I don't know when I'm going to open it again, but 10 Keys to Social Transformation. It'll be at www.socialskillsfordummies.com. So look out for it. It'll absolutely blow you away. I promise that. With that being said, this is Dallas. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, I hope everything's good where you are. I love you. Um, if you know, uh, if you want to see day day ten, day nine, um, subscribe, rate and review this podcast, and I'll see you tomorrow and the day after too. Thank you so much for listening.